On today's episode, we host two leaders from our PEAMS community, Michelle Carpenter and Karen Holyfield. Michelle is a PEAMS specialist with the Region 7 Service Center who changed careers from the trucking industry to the classroom and then PEAMS. Karen is our PEAMS Research Committee Chair and a past recipient of our RISE Award. We're very grateful that they took time out of their busy summer schedules to discuss PEAMS, EdFi, and what districts can do to find training and resources to help them successfully manage their data needs. So thank you for joining me today. It's early June. It's Texas. Uh, fortunately, it's not yet 100 degrees. I, I know in Austin, it's been rainy this time, so we're very uh, appreciative of that. Uh, Michelle, what are your summer plans? Well, at the ESC, uh, we're typically very busy during the summer. We have summer PEAMS, of course, as well as summer resub, and we have at least three different core collections going on. So if I were able to take a vacation in the summer, I would definitely be hitting the beach somewhere. <laughs> uh, the beach is my happy place. Um, however, I usually take vacation in March or April when things are a little bit slower in the PEAMS world. Uh, and Karen, how about you? I am going to New Orleans in July, and I cannot wait. Trying to find a time to go is difficult, like she said, with all the collections and uh, the submissions. But I am definitely going, and I'm really excited because all of my kids and their significant others, spouses, whatever, they're all going. So it should be a lot of fun. We're very excited. At your district, what what, what are you working on? Right now, I'm working on PEAM submission, um, trying to get that through. I feel pretty confident that it's going to go through today. It's going to, whether it wants to or not. <laughs> well, hey, hey, Karen, give us a background on um, PEAMS and what is entailed in the process for PEAM submission. I always, at TASBO, I always hear about PEAM submission, uh, but give us a little background on PEAMS and then what what are PEAMS uh, professionals do at this time? Okay. So PEAMS is Public Education Information Management Systems. That's what it stands for. Uh, but I like to call it different things like please enroll in my school or <laughs> people engaging in making solutions. Um, possibly everyone ignores me speaking. It just depends on what the day is, <laughs> what uh -huh. acronym I'm using. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, really, the best way to describe PEAMS is it's an overview of all the data in the district. So you're talking, uh, they send everything to the state that's anything to do with finance, uh, with teachers, staff, uh, different roles, who does what, um, all the budgeting, and then all the special coding for the students. Just about everything you can think of on a student is going to go in. And that's where a lot of funding comes from and a lot of accountability. So you want to make sure that everything's coded correctly and that you're not going to leave any money on the table. That's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. So that is what we're doing right now. So right now we're working on summer submission, which is all of the attendance for the year, discipline, um, all coding that's been added, different things like that. Michelle, what else am I leaving out? Uh, course completion records for high school level courses. That's a big one. 
that factors into accountability, as you had mentioned. Um, there are also core collections that are being worked on. So a lot of things going on right now in the PEAMS world. After the submission, I'm guessing, and probably currently right now, but after the submission, what goes into planning for the next school year? Uh, summer is my favorite time. And really, I, I usually try not to take a vacation because I'm so busy during that time. <laughs> um, but I, I do. I love it. Um, that's when, as soon as I get submission done and my core collections and stuff, what I'm working on is for next year. So are we going to be able to take attendance on that first day of school? How are we going to do this? Uh, we're working on updating all of our procedure manuals. And then I'm getting ready for training with different departments and and staff. So, but it's, to me, I get the most work done without interruption during the summer because of course it's a limited staff. So you have more time to do stuff. The phone doesn't ring as much and you're not as distracted. So summer is the best time. Now, Michelle, you're at the service center. And you already described that you're so busy, you're not even sure you can take a vacation. What are you working on getting ready for next year? Right. So Karen mentioned training. So at the ESC level, we um, plan our workshops between six and 12 months in advance. So all of our workshops for the next school year have already been um, laid out and published. So, yes, I encourage people to attend as much training as they can, whether it's through their local um, education agency, as uh, Karen mentioned, or through their ESC. So training is key. Uh, PEAMS is always changing. Every legislative year, such as this one, there's a potential uh, for PEAMS to change, be updated. And so training is so important. So we're working on um, just, you know, like I said, we've already finalized our workshops, but we are excited about the next school year. Um, we have a lot of good things planned and, you know, with EdFi coming on board, there'll be a lot of additional training um, happening. So I just encourage everyone to just attend as much training as you possibly can. That is definitely key. Now, and this is for both of y'all. Uh, tell us a little bit about EdFi and, and what the status is of that. Okay, so this past school year, the 22-23 school year, was what was called the pilot um, year. And in this past school year, there were nine CIS vendors and 34 LEAs from across the state that participated in the pilot year. Um, basically, we're going to be reporting PEAMS through what's called um, API, which stands for Application Programming Interface, which in simple layman terms is just a way for two systems to talk to each other. In the 23-24 school year, um, it's coming up soon, that will be the EDFI parallel year. It is still optional for our LEAs, but it's required for vendors. Um, the vendors, or I'm sorry, the LEAs that are participating in the parallel year will be actually comparing their XML data to the data uh, submitted through API, uh, through the TSDS reports, and through the various validations. Um, and all that information is expected to be compared and finalized by those submission due dates. So one thing I wanna add about the team's timeline, um, you know, TEA also has due dates and timelines that they must adhere to because they have to report to, for example, the US Department of Education. They also have internal um, staffing that they need to report to. So they in turn also have deadlines. So they want us to meet their deadlines. 
Uh, but going back to Ed Fi, um, so in the 24-25 school year, this will be the go-live year, or also called the statewide implementation. So all districts will be required to report um, their PEAM submissions and core uh, collections through the new um, updated EDFI. And this is just a more robust validation process. And one thing I like about this is that you're going to be getting your uh, validations earlier in the process. Yes, there will be a learning curve, but I think it's going to be a great thing um, because we are going to be doing away with file manager and batch manager. And right now there is currently some processing issues going on with batch manager. But um, it's going to be a great thing once all the little um, bugs are worked out. Um, and I also want to tell people that this is not a complete um, revamp of how Teams is being reported. It's just more of an upgrade. So the promotion side of the equation, like promoting data to the PDM or the um, core collection data mark, that's going to be the same, as well as the reports that are available to um, validate and verify your data. I'm excited about it um, because the way I understand it, and I mean, I'm just looking at it from a simple point of view, but to me, it's like there's a, a warehouse. So you're putting your data in there every day or as often as you want to, from what I understand. So you're putting data up all the time. You're getting validations back so you can get that stuff fixed. So yeah. that then when it's time for a submission, you just kind of go in and pick and choose the things that you need because they're already there. It's like going into your closet to get ready for a party. And you have everything is there. Like, do I want that black dress? Yes. Do I want a feather boa? Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all right there. And then whatever you don't want, you can keep back. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it'll be a quicker process. Mm -hmm. um, but I like that I'm going to get validations pretty much daily. Yes. Correct things. I think yes. that will just mm -hmm. make it so much better, so much easier. I love Karen's analogy. And um, yes, I totally agree. It's going to be a great thing once um, everything is ironed out. So let me circle back. Look, so this past year was a uh, testing year, correct? Correct. Called the pilot and year. Uh -huh. Pilot year. It's still this upcoming year's is a transition year where it's still optional, correct? Correct, correct, yes, sir. And then the year afterwards, every district's gonna have to, to be on EDFI. That is correct, absolutely. I um, love that term to go live. I don't know why, it just makes me excited. You know, it's like, go live, yes, go live. <laughs> so, so I don't know if this, this information is available or like, Right now, this past year, how many people adopted it? Would you, is that information so, available or is it just a guess or? So for this past school year, yes, there were 34 LEAs from across the state. They basically had a cohort one and a cohort two. The upcoming, the parallel year, we don't know the numbers. TEA was shooting for about 250 districts from across the state. Uh, those numbers have not been finalized yet. They're supposed to let us know how many in our region service center sometime in July. So those numbers aren't finalized just yet. Okay. So a lot of what you have talked about, and, and I'll, I'll start with you, Karen. Um, it, it does seem complicated, but 
I, I think that especially the way you explained it, 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 it does make sense and it can make things easier in the future. But for somebody new to PEAMS, whether they're the, the staff that it, it, where it's their daily responsibility, or if it's a leader who uh, oversees the, the PEAMS department, um, how do you onboard the new PEAMS staff? How do you uh, convey this? Uh, well, with the new staff, I'm trying to get them as exposed to it right now as we can. I was unfortunately not at the Region 7 meeting when Jamie Muffaletto was there to talk about the EdFi system. She's very high energy and lots of fun, so I really hated to miss it. But my whole staff went over, or the majority of them went over to watch it. And they were confused when they came out of there, but they were all excited. So I know that they're on board because they're like, well, that sounds a lot easier. Um, and like the same thing when I gave them the analogy of, you know, going into your closet and picking things out. And then, um, and they were a little nervous because a lot of it's date driven and um, your coding's got to be good and accurate. But it's like I said, you know, it's still like anything else. You're going to put your data up. You're going to get it back. It's going to tell you what's wrong. You're going to fix it and you're going to put it back up. So they're, yeah, but they are looking forward to it and they think it's going to be a faster process. Um, I'm also hoping that with this, maybe um, the collections that we do are going to be a lot easier. Um, I think the training for that with uh, the different departments, different special directors, like with your ECDS, so your early childhood literacy directors and things like that, this may be something that's going to be more uh, applicable to them, where TSDS uh, through the XML file has not been. You know, that was, we went from the Edit Plus system where we had flat 80 character files that were easy to read to XML files that are like a foreign language that um, I am proud to say I've, I've mastered that. I love the <laughs> XML file now. I know how to manipulate it and get it the way I need it, but it took a lot of trial and error. And I just think this next step it's just going to be so much better. It's so much easier. So more user-friendly um, and just better technology. I agree with that. And yeah, collaboration with other departments is key. And as we mentioned previously, training. We will have additional training um, workshops here at the ESC, specifically for the EdFi upgrade. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, it seems with the PEAM staff and, and especially uh, PEAMS directors, if you're new to that role, uh, PEAMS seems to have like some really hard deadlines that can be mm -hmm. stressful, uh, especially to people new to PEAMS. Maybe they, they came from a, um, a similar profession, but they get to PEAMS and there's a lot of uh, deadlines that, that you know, are, are critical. Uh, the other thing that seems to be to describe the PEAMS role is is collaboration with with other administrators and also with campuses. So what advice would you give people new to PEAMS uh, to help them in their first year or two? Um, I always tell people when they're new to PEAMS to give themselves a break. Uh, it takes a good three years to understand. And usually the first year, you're just pushing buttons <laughs> and doing things yeah. because somebody's telling somebody you to do it. 
yeah, you don't know what you're doing, but you're doing it. Then, and it sounds like everybody's speaking some foreign language that you don't understand, but you just get through it. Then your second year, you start to realize why you were doing things the first year. You know, I coded the person this way so that this funding would happen or uh, just different things like that. If I don't code these people or get them in on ramps, you know, then we're going to lose points with accountability um, or CCMR and all of that. So it's that second year is more of a learning year, but you're starting to feel a little more confident. And then by your third year, when somebody asks you a question, you'll surprise yourself because you'll have the answer. But it takes a good three years. And then the legislature happens and everything changes. Again. <laughs> so it's constant learning. Yes. But I like that because it's never stagnant. It's never still. Um, you're always learning. And I, I that's what I want to do is be a lifelong learner. And I also tell everybody, read everything that you can get your hands on. Like cyber stalk other districts and look at what they've got out there. Um, cause it may make sense to you. It, you know, you won't know until you try, uh, join a group that's got people in it. The, uh, TASBO mentoring group is awesome. I love that because you have old PEMS and new PEMS and, you know, I still learn stuff every time we have a mentor group. Um, it's just a great thing. Go to TASBO, go to your region center, go to your software, get those trainings, because if you, if you don't, you're going to be lost. But that's the only way to do it. You, and you've just got to get hands in and do it. And the TASBO Fundamentals Academy and the TASBO PEMS Academies are amazing. In my first year in PEMS, I went to the fundamentals. And you can't cover everything there is to know about PEMS in a day or even three days. But it definitely gives you a strong foundation to build upon. And so, and I try to attend the TASBO PEMS um, Academy every year. Don't make it every year, but as Karen mentioned, because of changes that happen every year in PEMS, um, TASBO is real good about keeping PEMS staff updated, you know, those updates or those changes. Yeah, the fundamentals is great for newbies. I think if you are just starting to about three years, that's, you definitely want to make that day. And then the academy is for everybody, whether you've just started or you've been doing it forever. Um, but it is a great opportunity to learn so much. You come away with great ideas. You make connections. That's the one thing I do love about that is how many connections you make from there. And then you have somebody that you can call or you can email or whatever. Um, I also tell new people, TASPA is going to help you understand why you do what you do. Your software is going to show you how to do what you need to do. And your region center is there to support you and hold your hand through everything you have to do. So it's very important that they get all that training and go to as much as you can. Absolutely. And one thing I would like to add is that I never want a new PEMS person to feel like they're on an island by themselves because they are not. You have... Uh, PEMS email groups. You have, I love PEMS Facebook page. You have other local groups or cohorts that you may have developed or others may have developed. And of course, the Region Service Center. Um, we're glad to help in any way that we can. And we love to help our LEAs. But I don't, any, never think that you're alone because you're not. You've got a support system that is strong and willing to help at any time. I would also tell them, uh, I think as a new PEMS person, and even people that have been in 
teams for a while, especially if they move districts, um, you really need to get to know your special program people and develop those relationships with them so that you can have the crucial conversations that you need to. Um, if you don't, if you're not constantly communicating with each other, that's how things get messed up. Our CFO here, I'm talking to her all the time. It also helps that she did PEAMS before too, but we work very well together um, because what I code is going to affect her data and what she codes is going to affect my data. So we get together a lot. I just, I don't see how you can't do that. Well, I guess you can, but it's going <laughs> to make it, it's going to make it pretty tough. I love that I can go to her and say, Hey, why did we code this a certain way? You know, and she can tell me and explain it. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. Now I get it. So now I know what I need to do on my end. Same thing with your federal programs director, um, accountability, CCMR, college. Well, if you don't know CCMR, that's college and career military readiness. I forget. Not everybody knows all the acronyms. But, <laughs> um, you know, you do need to work with those other departments, too, like your special education and your bilingual ESL and all these different departments. They all go hand in hand. Um Dr. Julie said years ago, you know, how many of you in this room think you don't do PEAMS? And, you know, a lot of people <laughs> raise their hand, yeah. but truly they do PEAMS. Everything, pretty much everything in school business has some part of PEAMS attached to it. And so it's very important and vital that you work together. Absolutely. And here at the service center, we do have workshops where we collaborate with other departments. And so we like to lead by example so that our LEAs will uh, do the same. Um, I love our departments here. Um, we have collaborative workshops with um, the CCMR people, accountability with CTE, um, bilingual ESL, um, even like the counselors. We did a collaborative workshop with them. So that's really important. It's just one of the keys. It is. Um, we had the homeless liaison, and I never can't think of her name. It's Leslie, right? Leslie Dowdle. Yes, she's so good. She came and talked to our counselors and our registrars and clerks on the campuses last year when we did our summer training, and uh, she was great. And it's great for them, too, to get a different perspective from somebody else besides just me because I get old. Um, so <laughs> it was nice to have her came, come in and explain things to them. And uh, yeah, so we like to collaborate with our region center for trainings like that as well. Some, you know, we don't always just go there. They come to us as well. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that because yes, our department people will go out to districts, um, anytime. So thank you for mentioning that. Well, excellent. I, I think we'll uh, wrap up with some final words of wisdom. Uh, Michelle, do you want to give it a go? Sure. We've kind of covered it, but training um, as much as possible, collaboration with other departments and other people in your LEA and also with others, um, other PEAMS people throughout the state. Yes. And I would say too that to remember even in doing all that, take care of yourself. Do try to take a couple of days off here and there because your mental health, <laughs> you're not going to do PEMS any good <laughs> if you're not taking care of yourself. So yes, you've got keep, to do that. Take a break. And keep a stash of chocolate around. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Chocolate for sure. And um Actually, I love candy, so I've got hot tamales <laughs> and sweet tart ropes. 
but yes, whatever works. And uh, really, I hope um, that you do get a chance to go to the Summer Solutions Conference that's next week in Galveston. I'm looking forward to that. One, I'm going to take a class, I'm going to teach a class, and I'm just going to enjoy it. So that's, even though it is work, it's still a mental break as well. So I'm pumped. I'm ready. Absolutely. Well, good luck on all that, Karen. You're amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Michelle. I think you're amazing. (laughs) Thank you.